0: the Bible is not two different books with two different messages. You know this idea that so many people have that there's a nasty old book full of laws and there's a nice new book that's full of love. No, there is one God and he never changes and we are to love him as we fear him and we are to fear him as we love him and he is as much to be loved in the Old Testament as he is to be feared in the New.
1: Welcome to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith. I'm David Pick and Colin, I'm glad we're bringing out this point that God is the same in the Old Testament as in the New Testament. His
0: character doesn't change. That's right, and he's always leading his people into life. And we're beginning a new series in the book of Deuteronomy today. It's a marvellous story of how God's people were led to the very brink of the promised land. I mean, they'd been wandering around for 40 years. Imagine it, 40 years going nowhere. You know, there'll be folks listening today, and perhaps your experience is that for a long time, you feel you've been going round in circles, and you need the power of a fresh start. Well, that's what the book of Deuteronomy is really all about. It's about God taking us from going nowhere to being in the place where he's calling us to be and the place where he's going to bless us.
1: So for all of you who thought that Deuteronomy is this old dry book, you're going to be surprised by this series. It's called Take Two, The Power of the Fresh Start. And we're starting with the message, Make a New Beginning. Here's Colin.
0: I invite you to open your Bible at the book of Deuteronomy. And I have a very simple aim for the message today. I want to help you connect with the message of this book. I want you to see how its message speaks to you, and I want you to see how its message speaks to us today. Realize that for many of us, this may be an unfamiliar part of the Bible, but I want to tell you right from the off that this book of Deuteronomy has had a profound significance in my own life. It began 33 years ago. I remember the day quite clearly. I'd been in a class in the London School of Theology where Karen and I were both studying at the time. And our Old Testament professor said to us this. He said, I want you to read the book of Deuteronomy in one session. Now it's 34 chapters. That's quite a long read. He said, you'll never get the impact of its total message if you break it up. I want you to read it in one sitting. So I went into the library. I read Deuteronomy in one evening. I came out with one overwhelming impression on my mind and it has stayed with me and it has developed within me ever since. I never knew that there was so much of the love of God in the Old Testament. Now, that was 33 years ago. And it was the beginning in my own mind of understanding something that has been quite shaping to the whole of ministry uh, as the Lord has opened doors of opportunity. And that is simply this, that the Bible is not two different books with two different messages. You know, this idea that so many people have that there's a nasty old book full of laws and there's a nice new book that's full of love. As if there were two different gods or as if God had somehow changed his very program or his very character in in the middle of the course of history. No, there is one God and he never changes and we are to love him as we fear him and we are to fear him as we love him and he is as much to be loved in the Old Testament as he is to be feared in the new. That's what I've learned from Deuteronomy. So I want you to see the message of this book for us to feel its power And today for us to grasp its special connection to this unique point where we find ourselves at this place in our ministry. I've got three very simple questions. Who is this book for? What is this book about? And how does this book speak to us, to me, to you today? Let's start then with a question of the audience. Who is this book for? I want to give three answers to that question. The first is that this is a book especially for all who are trusted with leadership. If you look in Deuteronomy chapter 17 and verse 18, we'll come to this later in the series, but it says there that the king in Israel, when there's a king in future days and a new king is crowned, here's the first thing he is to do. He is to write for himself, God says, a scroll, on a scroll, a copy of this law. Can you imagine this? The king has the crown placed upon his head and what's the first thing he's got to do? Establish policy for the nation? No. He's got to know how to establish policy for the nation and the way he's going to find that out is he goes off into a study, he's given a a means of writing and on a scroll he is with his own hand to pen his own copy of the book of Deuteronomy. That is not said about any other book in the Bible but this book. And says God, he is to read it And it is to be with him all the days of his life. So this is a book for someone who leads. It's for fathers. It's for mothers. It's for business leaders. It's for elders. It's for pastors. It's for missionaries. It's for any person who seeks to have influence or has been given influence in the life of another person. You need to know what is in this book because it is about how God plans for his people to live. Second, it is distinctly for all of God's people. If you look in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 10 to 12, you'll find that it says specifically that at the end of every seven years, there was to be a special occasion when all Israel comes before the Lord. And it says there, you shall read this law before them in their hearing." The whole of Deuteronomy was to be read once every seven years to the entire believing community. It says, assemble the people, the men, the women, and the children. Notice that. You get the whole community together, the men and the women, and the children as well, and you read the entire 34 chapters of the book of Deuteronomy. That's what the Lord says. Why? So that they can listen and learn to fear the Lord and carefully follow all the words of this law. So that is not said in the Bible about any other book. But in the Old Testament, it was made clear that among the believing people of God, this book was to be read in full every seven years uh, across the generations so that children would learn. So that the whole community would know what the purpose of God was for our lives. So this is for families. This is for children. This is for the whole church. It's for leaders. It's for all of God's people. Thirdly, it is a book very especially and specifically for people who have forgotten the Lord. Now, there's a great story about this book that occurs further on in the Old Testament uh, narrative. Uh, Some of you may know this story. 800 years After the time when Deuteronomy was penned, 800 years after the time when Moses spoke these words, God used this book in an extraordinary way to bring great change in the whole nation. God's people had gone through some dark times with some dreadfully evil kings. One of them, for example, was a man by the name of Manasseh. You can read about this in 2 Kings, Manasseh's in chapter 21. Manasseh, think about this, sacrificed his own son in the fire. What's that for national leadership? He sacrifices his own son in the fire. He practices sorcery, the book of Kings says, and he practices divination. So it's hard to imagine a darker day in the life of the people of God. You can be sure that Manasseh, as the king, never wrote out his own copy of the book of Deuteronomy. He probably never read the book of Deuteronomy or even seen it. He certainly paid no attention to its teaching. During the time of Manasseh, the book of the law, the book of Deuteronomy was completely forgotten. And Manasseh reigned for 55 years. Now, half a century, what happens in a society if for half a century you have national leadership without the word of God, uh, what happens is that a generation grows up who do not know the Lord and they cannot tell good from evil. And that's what happened in Israel until a man by the name of Josiah came to the throne. You read this in Kings and chapter 22 when Josiah was just 18 years old. The high priest, a man by the name of Hilkiah, is going into the temple of the Lord and he finds a dusty old book that hasn't been read or touched for more than half a century. And he brings it out. It's the book of Deuteronomy, a copy of it, perhaps handwritten by one of the previous kings. And he dusts off the word of God and he brings it, this book of Deuteronomy, to Josiah. And Josiah the king read the book that we're going to look at over these coming weeks. And when he read it, the Bible says he tore his robes and he got down on his knees and he began to pray because he realized that the nation had gone so far from everything that God had called God's people to pursue. And from that, he launched a reformation that changed the face of national life in Israel for over a generation. That's the influence of this book. So I I say to you, who's this for? It's a book particularly for leaders. The only book in the Bible that a king had to write out by hand because it is so clear about God's purpose for his people. The book in the Bible that was to be read to the whole community every seven years and especially to children so that they would grow up knowing who God is. A book that God used in an extraordinary way to change the face of a nation that had forgotten God and had lost sight of the very difference between good and evil over half a century. Now, do you feel like this would be a good book for us to study? I feel like this is a book that you need to get inside you. As I've felt over the summer, it's a book that I'm so glad to be trying to get more and more inside of me. It's a book for us, folks. It really is.
1: You're listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith and our message, Make a New Beginning. It's part of our series, Take Two, The Power of the Fresh Start. And we've been looking at who the book of Deuteronomy was written for. When we come back, in just a moment, we'll be looking at what Deuteronomy is all about. And if you miss any of the series, or if you want to go back and listen again, you can always do that by coming online to our website, openthebible.org.uk. There you can listen to any of the messages which have already gone out on air. You can also find our messages as podcasts, go to your favourite podcast site, and search for Open the Bible UK. Later in the program, we'll have an offer for you, if you're able to begin supporting Open the Bible financially. So I hope you'll stay with us for that. Back to the message now. Here's Colin.
0: Let's look at the storyline for a moment. What is this book actually about? Have seen who it's for? What is it about? Now, just to review the story of the Old Testament, for those who may not be familiar with it, most of us are, I think. God had given the promised land to Abraham and his descendants. Three generations later, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, there was a famine in the promised land and God's people went to Egypt where he provided food for them. They end up staying there over 400 years, not because they wanted to, but because they became oppressed and they became slaves. They were cruelly treated and they began to cry out to the Lord. God raised up Moses And under the leadership of Moses, the miracle of the Exodus took place. And God's people who had gone to Egypt those 400 years early, a large family, came out and became indeed a very great nation. God met with them at Mount Sinai, which is also known as Mount Horeb. And he said, I will be your God and you will be my people. Now, Moses reviews for us What happened next when God's people got to Mount Sinai? I'm so glad so many of you have Bibles here in this service. Will you look with me at Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 6? Because we're going to take a quick overview here, and it's good to see it in front of you. Moses is now giving an overview of what happened after they came to Mount Sinai. That's, of course, where they were given the Ten Commandments. And then chapter 1 and verse 6, the Lord our God said to us at Horeb, that's Sinai, you have stayed here long enough at this mountain, break camp and advance to the hill country of the Amorites. God says, verse 8, I've given you this land, you're to go and you're to take possession of it. So having received the law of God and having received the sacrifices, it's time for them to move forward. And Moses tells us what happens here. Chapter one and verse nine, they appoint leaders. You see that section there, if you have the church Bible, the appointment of leaders. In other words, they got organized. There's nearly a million people and they got themselves organized. They put structures in place to do what God was calling them to do. Chapter one, verse 19, they sent out spies. They did the research. They found out what it was going to take, what was lying ahead of them, what it meant for them to go into the land of Canaan. And you know the story, I'm sure many of you in chapter one and verse 26, that was where fear set in. The people were unwilling to go up. Verse 26, they began to grumble in their tents. Verse 27, verse 28, they said, what can we do? Where can we go? Our brothers have made us lose heart. The full story of what happened at that moment is in Numbers in chapter 14, Did you know that God's people were so unhappy, they were actually talking about stoning Moses and Aaron? That's a problem. (laughs) And at that moment, God steps in. The glory of the Lord comes into the camp. And God says, Numbers chapter 14 and verse 23, not one of these people, the ones who've grumbled, the ones who have complained, the ones who've been talking about stoning Moses, the ones who have acted in unbelief, not one of them will see the land I promised on oath to their forefathers. No one who has treated me with contempt will ever see it. So Deuteronomy chapter two tells us the story of what happened next. You know this story, the people began wandering in the desert and it went on for an entire generation because God had said, nobody who's treated me with contempt, nobody who is unbelieving is going to enter into this promised land. So here are God's people. They can't go back to Egypt and they can't go forward to Canaan. So they're stuck That's what the story was about. God's people being stuck. Going round and round and round with God providing for them and God's kindness being showered on them. But nothing of God's mission advancing through their lives. Chapter 2 and verse 14. 38 years passed. Think of that. And by then that entire generation of fighting men had perished from the camp. Just as the Lord had sworn to them, verse 15, the Lord's hand was against them until he had completely eliminated them from the camp. And when the last of these fighting men of that generation had died, verse 16, God tells Moses to move forward. Moses recounts what happened next. They fought two battles against a king called Sihon in chapter two and verse 24, and then another king called Og. And these two great victories brought them right to the threshold of the promised land. So God's people now at last, after all these years and after a wasted generation, they are on the verge of entering into the purpose that God has for them. They're ready to cross the river Jordan. They're right on the edge of the promised land and they set up camp and Moses speaks to them. And what he said is the book of Deuteronomy. See, that first bit is just all a flashback. So if you go back to chapter 1 and verse 1, chapter 1 and verse 1. These are the words that Moses spoke to all Israel in the desert east of Jordan, just on the verge of the promised land. By now, verse 3, it is the 40th year since the Exodus, because there has been all these years wasted, wandering around. And it is the first day, notice verse 3, of the 11th month. 11 so if they were using our calendar, which obviously they were not, but if they were using our calendar, that's November the 1st, right? We know from the book of Joshua, chapter 4 and verse 19, that they entered into the promised land on the 10th day of the first month, January 10. So you have this period of time from November one to January 10, I make that 70 days. Is that right? This is the story of 70 days in preparation for God's people entering into that which he was calling them to do. Deuteronomy records what God has taught his people during the countdown to the entrance to the promised land. It had taken them 40 years to get there. But now at this critical moment, God prepares a new generation to grasp in a new way the challenge and the opportunity that now lies ahead of them. And that's why in chapter 1 in verse 6, as we saw, Moses begins with a flashback. He says, look, I got to tell you the story of the last 40 years so you understand the significance of the moment that we're at. Because your parents were here a generation ago. And let me tell you this. If they had believed, you would have been born in Canaan. But they were full of fear, so you were born in the desert. And you've never known anything else in your life. But now God is calling you. Now God is placing you on the very ground where they stood and where they made a wretched decision. He's calling you to be a people of faith. This is your moment of opportunity. This is your moment of destiny. And he says that between chapter one and verse six and chapter three and the end of that chapter. And then he goes on to prepare them for what it means to enter into the fullness of the purpose of God at such a moment in life. Now, folks, can you see why I'm drawn to the book of Deuteronomy? It's about believers on the cusp of something new. It's about the church that has been wandering, embracing its mission. That's what this book is about.
1: You've been listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith and the message, Make a New Beginning. It's part of our series, Take Two, The Power of the Fresh Start. And we'll be continuing the series throughout the month of January. Don't forget, if you ever miss one of the series or if you want to go back and listen again, you can always do that by coming online to our website, openthebible.org.uk. There you can download any of the messages which have already gone out on air. You can also find our messages as podcasts on your favourite podcast site. Just search for Open the Bible UK and subscribe to receive regular updates. Also on our website and available as podcasts is Open the Bible Daily. This is a series of short two to three minute reflections with a new one every day. It's based on Pastor Colin Smith's teaching and read in the UK by Sue McLeish. Sue, what have you personally got out of these January Open the Bible daily reflections? Do you know, I've found it really helpful, um, particularly when Pastor Colin, as he so often does, leads us from the Old Testament into the New and shows us that, you know, really the entire Bible is pointing towards Jesus. And then we get some wonderful moments here where it becomes so clear to us. I've loved actually reading this. It's, It's meant a great deal to me. So why not try making Open the Bible Daily part of your daily walk with God? You can find it on our website, openthebible.org.uk and as a podcast, go to wherever you generally find your podcasts and search for Open the Bible UK and then look for Open the Bible Daily. Subscribe to receive a fresh one every day. The work of Open the Bible in the UK and around the world is funded by our listeners and supporters and it's very helpful for us to receive small, regular donations. That's why each month we say thank you to people like you who want to start a new regular gift of £5 per month or more by sending you a free gift in return. This month it's a book by Bible scholar Alec Mottier. It's called Psalms of the Day. Colin, who would you
0: say this book is written for? Oh, well, this would be a great resource for anyone who wants to expand the capacity of their own heart. You know, the marvellous thing about the Psalms is that they address every kind of human experience. I mean, you've got joy here, you've got depression, you've got faith, doubt, peace, raging, anger. I mean, the, the whole range of human experience is in the Psalms. And Psalms, by the day, is just a wonderful resource to open up these marvellous prayers in which we're able to lay before the Lord what we're feeling in our own hearts and what we're experiencing in our own lives and seek from Him the help that He alone is able to give.
1: Well, we'd love to send you a copy of this book as a free gift if you're able to set up a new donation to the work of Open the Bible in the amount of £5 per month or more. Full details on our website, openthebible.org.uk. For Open the Bible and for Pastor Colin Smith, I'm David Pick, and I hope you'll be able to join us again next time. How do people with a faith become people with a mission? Find out next time on Open the Bible.